Welcome to the Rich Man Podcast with me, your host, corporate dropout turned seven-figure CEO in 18 months, Melanie Aubert. I'm a business coach that's determined to normalize women and wealth. We are completely ditching the old, outdated boys club way of running a business, and I'm teaching you the new way of attraction marketing, soulful selling, and wealth embodiment. Instead of marrying the rich man, we are the rich man. Get comfortable, get ready, and let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back, my beautiful human, to the Rich Man Podcast. Today, I want to have a different kind of conversation with you. I know that, you know, what we see online is very much, you know, celebratory posts or stories of when things are going right, but I want to talk about when things aren't going right and everything feels like it's going wrong and everything seemingly feels like it's going to shit and everything is hitting the fan and you want to curl in a ball and you question your very existence in the online space. So that's where we're at. <laughs> Not right now, but I want to have that conversation with you because I think that we don't often realize how frequent many entrepreneurs are successful and on their way to success feel this and the degree in which we feel it. And there's one thing that I really want to pull out of this because I find that as we're navigating this very unknown space, the online space and online businesses and entrepreneurship in the way that we know it is still relatively new and there isn't much to go off of. And we're just kind of going off of the lack of evidence we have and the evidence we see other people have. Then we create our own evidence and like the cycle goes on and on and on. But we don't know that if we're not aware of how we're feeling and the bullshit that we are bringing with us into our next day and the next day and the next day, we will find ourselves playing small. And what I have found is we we often fear feeling disappointed. And for many of us, this this wound runs really, really deep, is this feeling of, I don't want to feel disappointment. I want to save myself from feeling disappointment. Therefore, when I feel it, I log it in my brain as, okay, we don't like that. Therefore, let's try not to feel that moving forward. And the reason why this is very difficult um, and, and detrimental to our success is we wind up playing really small. When things feel like they're going to shit, we get extra protective over what might disappoint us. And we fear disappointment so much and so deeply that it often leads us towards a disappointing life. One of the best parts about my terrible childhood is I was disappointed a lot. So my threshold for disappointment is very, very high. Like I could take a lot. But when business was going really good, and then we had moments or blips where it wasn't going good. You, you know, you second guess your worth or like you raise your prices and no one buys and you're like, holy shit, what I do? There's just growing pains in this in this work and we can't avoid that. That's where growth happens and that's where we evolve and it's all necessary. But we often will log those moments as avoid that at all costs next time I try this. And I want to point that out and I want you to be aware of that because when when we're going through the shit, and we are navigating it and we're working ourselves through it because what we do as, as leaders in this space, we're working through it. We're navigating through it. We're going to come back better than ever. We often pretend and we're not actually coming back better than ever. We're like, I'm coming back in a very armored approach. I want to feel as safe as possible. And therefore, I will play as small as possible because the smaller I play, the less disappointment I'll feel. 
We wind up after moments or blips in the universe of disappointment or or moments that are teaching us how to hold what we want, what we desire to have. We will play small because we're afraid of what it'll mean if we can't play big. Like when I first raised, and I've raised my prices multiple times throughout my career, but when I, every time I raise my price, I'm like, oh gosh, what if people don't like it? What if I trigger people? What if people get mad? You know, excuse me, all the things, all the things go through your mind. And when I raised my price the first time and no one bought, I was probably, I mean, not that people saw that it was embarrassing, but in my mind, it felt very embarrassing of like, how, who am I, right? Imposter room here. Who am I to teach raising your prices when no one's buying my higher prices? It was very interesting, right? And when I, you know, took that offer away and then I raised my prices again, people bought, I was afraid before I started selling that again of, but should I play small? Because what if again, I am disappointed that no one buys? So we'll play small because we're afraid of what it'll mean if we can't play big, if we can't hold big, if people don't see us as bigger, more, more expensive, more money, more, more of an investment more of their edge. So what we'll do is when we're in the shit storm of things not going well and we have all these goals to do things and we're like second guessing like shit, should I even do any of this? Because like, what if I'm disappointed? So we'll end up keeping unaligned clients because we're afraid of disappointing them, right? Having the conversation of okay, um, although it feels like business feels really hard right now, I raise my prices and I'm going to stick to my word. So I don't, I'm a little nervous to tell my unaligned clients that I currently have that are potentially easy or, you know, we, so I hear the words or the phrase easy money. You know, I've thought that before in my lifetime. It's easy money. And we're afraid of disappointing them, right? Like what if I, and I heard this recently from a client and I want to bring it to it, to it, to attention, but it's, I'm afraid because last time I raised my prices, it upset this client and I'm scared of raising my prices again. And, and you know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to lead that. And it's, and it's like, so the fear of disappointing other people, because you know how shitty it is to feel disappointment, we're trying to save the person from feeling the same thing. Right. And then we're afraid, God forbid, what if the most epic soul line clients don't see us? We've had since, again, being pregnant, I know I talk about this a lot, but being pregnant, it was like a whole new version of myself that I navigate through. And and thankfully, trimester two, I, I see you, baby. We're doing great things. But the first trimester and even leading up to that, the, all the fertility treatments we did that were unsuccessful, it was a lot on my body. Like I did not feel like myself. The brain fog, the tiredness, the just lack of creativity and inspiration. I felt so unlike myself that it felt like business was falling apart because what I stood for and what I teach and the inspiration that I lead with is very, it's very intuitive. It's very creative. And I was feeling the exact opposite of that. And I caught myself in these moments of trying to, to protect myself from feeling disappointment. I, I caught myself playing small. I caught myself pulling back. I caught myself, you know, saying things like, you know, when you go into a launch and you're like, okay, I'm so afraid of this launch not going as planned and disappointing myself, right? We want to avoid the feeling of disappointment. I keep telling myself that I'm not expecting much anyway. 
that in this season, I probably can't hold a lot. So therefore I'm not expecting a lot in this, in this, in this masterclass or in this launch. Before it even begins, I'm playing small. Before I even started anything, I'm already counting a loss. In my mind, I thought that if I anticipated disappointment, if, if I called it out, I would save myself from feeling it. When in reality, I'm already feeling disappointed before it even happens. It's like in relationships when you're like, oh my gosh, this person's probably going to cheat on me. Like, they're definitely not going to marry me. They're not going to take this seriously. They're definitely not. They're probably going to ditch me. They're all these things, right? We're anticipating a disappointment. And when the person does all the things we thought they were going to do and we're like, oh my gosh, see, told you so. I know what I'm talking about. It's like, but do you feel any better? Like, do you feel any better that you're anticipating disappointment? No, you're still feeling it. Now you're just right and you're also feeling it. Like, does that make you feel any better? But our ego feels good because our ego was like, called it, right? Called it, called it. In those moments of, of catching myself playing small, I was like, whoa, I don't like this energy. And I know I've talked about giving myself the grace of like my 100% looks different in this season. Now we're getting back to a different 100%. But I, I, I was so afraid of disappointment, disappointing my clients, disappointing people in my containers that I was doing whatever it, takes, it, it took to protect myself. Entering launches already, already counting on a loss or, you know, selling a – a one-on-one spots and I'm saying, well, probably no one will buy, you know, whatever. And when we are so afraid of disappointment, when we're in a season of things feel like they're, they've gone to shit, right? And, and in, in the storms that we navigate through, there's always a lesson, right? This is what we're meant to do. We're meant to learn. We're meant to grow as humans and evolve. And the more we go through, the more we glow through and we're able to teach it and we're able to, to help others through it. Like it's a really beautiful process, but sometimes when you're in it, you're like, yikes, we're so afraid of disappointment that we don't love as hard, right? Like how many of you had had, have had your heart broken and you're like, ah, but I'm so scared to love again. Or can I even love again? You can, but you're so afraid of feeling disappointed again that you play small. You don't love us hard. And sometimes what happens is we lower our standards because we think that if we play even smaller, if we just take any client or we date any person, regardless of what standards we, ha- we hold for ourselves and for what we desire to, to have in our life, we feel like we can kind of control it. We're better than it. So like, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Our ego is like, if it happens... We know that we were above it all anyway. But even then, when you prove yourself right, like, is it worth it? The answer is always no. When we're going through the shit, we don't trust as hard. We're so afraid of disappointment that we're like, but will this actually blow my mind? But what if all these bad things happen? But what if I don't make my money back? The wildest things when literally going through the season of life, like scarcity money mindset that came up that I was like, where did that come? Like the depths of my brain, this surfaced from, like it was, uh, I don't even know where it came, like the crevices of my, of my brain this came out of, but the, just this feeling of uncertainty, right? Of like, 
I was so disappointed in myself and how I was feeling. And I was so disappointed in, in, in not being able to hold the dualities gracefully of like, I'm so excited to be pregnant, but also like WTF, this sucks. And it was a lot to take in. And I was afraid to trust as hard as I usually do. When the strangest thing is, in moments of like trying times, when business is going to shit and everything's falling apart, or seemingly so, that's when you should trust even more. But we don't do that. Why? Because we're afraid of being disappointed. And ultimately, we don't believe as hard. We don't believe as as we as we did before. Because if I believe, again, 100% that I'm going to make it, and it doesn't happen again, I don't want to be disappointed. I'm always mind boggled when I, whenever I talk to a, a, a prospect or someone who's inquiring about one-on-one and I get a lot of people who are like, I just want to do the strategy with you and, 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 you know, the marketing and all the sales and all the, all the things. And I'm like, that's awesome. But we also have a big component of mindset and energetics in my world. There's a duality that exists in both and it's both necessary, right? Like this conversation here and they're like, I don't need that. And I'm like, well, you do. We all do. We all do. If you're going through it, if I'm going through it, I say to myself, what if I actually wasn't going through anything? Like, what if I wasn't in a rut? What if I wasn't uninspired? What if I wasn't dot, dot, dot? Can I find gratitude? Can I shift myself out of the sad, sad energy that I'm in and just and find something I'm grateful for? And what we did was we looked at, holy bananas, we have so much reoccurring revenue and we're not even doing anything. I've built that. That's huge. That's huge. Can I celebrate that? Yes. So we did. I had to love even harder through the disappointment. Tough to do. I had to trust even harder through the disappointment. That's tough to do. I had to believe even harder through the shit, which again is tough to do. But if you know how to lead yourself through the disappointment, that is the real work. Think about this for a minute. If nothing ever, like we could be disappointed, sure. Like, oh, damn, that sucked. But feel just this. If it no longer bothered you. Like imagine you loved everyone like you did your first love. Imagine how that would feel. Pretty crazy. Imagine if every milestone that you've hit, even your small ones, your large ones, whatever, all felt as magnificent as your largest one. What if there wasn't any disappointment? There'd be nothing to fear. There would be nothing to avoid. We wouldn't be playing small out of, out of fear that we can't hold the big or be the big. We would move with so much sureness and confidence that that it wouldn't it would just like slide right off of us uh, whatever we were going through. We would lead our clients through, "Hey, this is not working out anymore. I feel like our time's complete. Our prices are rising. And I trust that you'll either meet me where I'm at or you'll meet me in the future if you're if if you if you feel called." When my coach told me 
that mothering energy, right? Like the mother mothering, the task of mothering is a masculine energy. I was blown away. I was like, wait, what? There's no way. What? To me, when I thought of like being a mother, I was like, that's the most feminine energy you could possibly be, right? And she was like, no, it's not. Because like telling someone what to do, the safety that's involved in that, like keeping someone safe, guiding someone in the way that we do as mothers, that's masculine energy. And I was like, what? Fascinating shit. And what we do in our work, if you're a coach, this is for you. And also service providers, I would say as well. So something done for you, this could, this can't, this will apply. We will often, again, out of fear of disappointing our clients in these moments of everything feels like it's going to shit, we begin to mother. How are you doing? Are you okay? Do you need anything? Can I help you do this? Can I do this for you? Can I do that for you? Blah, blah, blah. Like I think of my mom who still does the laundry for my two younger brothers and I'm like, oh, they're way too old for that shit. And she still does it. And I'm like, oh, you're mothering. And what happens if it's a masculine energy? What happens when we are overly, overtly in our masculine energy? How does our client match that? They match that in their feminine right? There's like a yin and a yang. So regardless of gender roles here or lack thereof, right? We all have a balance of both feminine and masculine energy, right? We both, we all do. It's the doing and the receiving, right? There's a lean back and a lean forward kind of energy for both. So when we're in this masculine motherly, afraid of disappointing people, overgiving, right? That motherly energy overdoing, our clients meet us in their feminine energy. They, they, they match us with the opposite. They balance it out. And what, what do we do in our feminine energy? Nothing. We lean back. I think of, and I'm going to use the example of my mom doing my brother's laundry. My mom doing my brother's laundry, right? It's not like when she's doing all these things for them, making them dinner, doing their laundry when, again, they're way too when she's doing this for them, it's not like they're like, you know what? Let me go above and beyond and like, let me cook you dinner and do your laundry. And I'm going to learn how to do laundry and do all these things. Hell no. What do they do? They lean back and receive more of it. That's what we do. So when we're in the shitstorm of things aren't going as planned or business feels hard and it's seemingly everything's falling apart and we go into this mode of like, I'm going to give more to my people because I feel like I'm not giving enough because I feel guilty and I'm afraid of disappointing people and all these things are happening. We're not helping our clients. We are not allowing them to lead themselves. These are, these are just moments. And again, if you're going through it right now, you might be like, holy shit, call me out. I'm doing that right now. Or you might be like, I thought about doing that. Thank goodness you stopped me. Or you might be in a phase where you're like, I'm actually doing really well right now. Things feel good and easy and fun and I, I'm enjoying it. This is to prepare you. Because again, not that bad always has to follow good. But disappointment is means that you're trying something new. It means you're finding your edge. It means it's uncharted territory. It means that you have an opportunity to grow. And again, for most of us, we'll avoid this at all costs because we're afraid of feeling it because feeling it before felt like shit and we're like, I don't want to feel that anymore. Like a conversation that Matt and I have a lot is, is parenting, right? So growing up, I was always disappointed. You know, I didn't really expect much from 
my parents because of just the situation we were in and, and the you know living in poverty. My, my dad in prison. It was just not. It was you were just always disappointed. So I didn't ask for much. I didn't expect much. And that's debilitating when it comes to your growth. Because I could have, right? And I just want you to think of this as a child. So if you're going through this or have gone through, you know, parents who were in prison or parents who were drug addicts, you know what I'm talking about. But when you have parents who have, who are addicts, every time you are so hopeful with your entire body that they're going to get clean. And every time that they're not, you're like, oh shit. It's like the worst feeling of disappointment ever. And eventually you get to the point where you're like, I don't give a shit anymore because I don't want to be disappointed anymore. Like it's not even worth the energy anymore to feel that way. So you almost get like numb to it in a way. Being an entrepreneurship, right? I have a high level for disappointment, obviously. Like I'm like, that was, <laughs> that's nothing, right? Dealing with that. No one buying my higher ticket, a master class not selling out the way that I thought it would, a client bailing on their contract, a client wanting out, failed payments, whatever it is. But when things happen in business and it feels like it's all happening at once, there's this level of like, <sighs> I feel like I need to catch myself in different places. I feel like I need to find some safety. I need to build a net here. I need to do something because I feel like a wackadoodle. I feel like everything's falling apart. I feel like everything is hitting the fan. How do I lead myself through this? Again, the first thing I want you to pay attention to is where are you playing small? I don't want to feel that again. Feel what again? Why? There is this saying, and I can't remember who said it, but if you're always thinking in the past, you're never creating your future because your past is always creating your future. Where your mind goes, you go. So again, if we're always, there's two energies here. So feel this, okay? You've gone through the shit, actively going through the shit. It'll pass. It always does, right? The lesson will be extracted. You're strong AF. You're going to move through it. I, I, I can see that in you. You got this. What we tend to do is, again, out of so much fear of being disappointed, and we're trying to avoid disappointment at all costs, Everything that we do is, I just don't want to be disappointed. When we think about the, the relative frequency here, when you're constantly trying to avoid disappointment, where do you think your energy is directed? Toward trust, belief, dreams, aspirations, potentiality? No. You trying to avoid something is putting your attention toward it, right? Like you trying to avoid being broke is not making you any richer. It's making you more broke. Your fear of it, you're staring at it, you're constantly thinking about it. Same thing with fear of disappointment. When you're constantly afraid of like, okay, I'm not going to get my heart broken again. I'm not going to, it's not going to happen again. Not going to happen again. Where do you think the relative frequency is? Toward someone who's going to probably break your heart again. This is why we always find ourselves in cycles. Now, that's a very different energy than the energy of that effing sucked. I extract the lesson. Now, what if and why not? What if this is still the best month of my life? What if five clients next month say yes? What if five clients in the next five minutes say yes? What if, 
why not? What if, why not? What if, why not? Now, where do you think the relative frequency is for that thought? Toward what you want. Now, the more shit we go through, yes, we glow through and grow through, no question, but what are we taking with us? I like to use the image of like, are we putting this shit on our back and like carrying it as weight and it's weighing us down or using it stepping stones to elevate us upward to where we want to do, where we want to go and what we want to do. It's your choice. So what I want to leave you with is what we actually do, tangible takeaways on what you can apply to your business if you're going through it or if you're not going through anything, refer back to this episode and you could utilize this. The first thing I do is when I'm going through the shit, I stop what I'm doing. The last thing I ever want to do is go into a mode of desperation, of I got to grab onto things. Like think about, you know, when like, and this is like, I think about my husband now, but when we were dating and he was like, we need to talk. And you're like, no. And then you're like, okay. And then you, you like want to hold on to it because the relationship, because you're so afraid of it ending and like you're this fear and fear and fear. And what does that do? It repels the very thing that we want because scarcity energy only like it, it repels what we want. So that's one thing I don't do. I just like, I stop. I'm like, what, I'll unplug, what do I need right now? What do I need? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to ground myself? Do I need to just like ask myself, like, am I just looking at too many people shit on social media? Am I not spending enough time with my family? Am I spending too much time doing shit I don't want to do? Like what I just, I just check back in with the human and my soul. And I'm like, what do you need right now? And I fill my cup right back up. And then I look at once the emotion is passed. So if you're an emotional authority in human design, there's no clarity in the now. You need to feel your feelings, allow it to pass emotion, emotion, in motion, allow it to pass through you and then come back to it when you're, when you're more in like a neutral state or not as like in a heightened emotion. So for me, no matter what I'm going through, I'm just like, I unplug and I'm like, what do I need? And then I look at what's actually not working. And is there a time to reflect? An example is if a client backed out or a client canceled to something or other, or I'm like, okay, a moment, I let myself feel the feelings. If I'm like, that sucks, did not feel good, yada, yada, yada. Is there something to take away from this? Can I extract the lesson? Can I take the data over the drama? And what I'll look at is how do I want to lead myself through this? I'll take the feedback. I'll take the, is this container actually aligned? Was I actually kind of relieved this client left? Like what is, do I want to raise my prices? I've been kind of debating and doing that for quite some time. Like I'll look at what's actually available in front of me. What can I learn from this moment? And I'll journal that out and I'll go through it and I'll just sift through it. And I'm like, okay, can I extract and just data dump what I'm feeling inside? How did this make me feel? So I just, I don't let it sit inside me where I'm like dwelling on it or thinking about it like a sad little, you know, cucumber. I'm like, let me, let me actually get this out because if it just sits in our heads, it's in our body, it like creates these moments of like, it freezes. And we allow just to sit there and faster. And then we're like, I feel fine moving back in. And it really just gets activated again. Again, we play small, the fear of disappointment, all the things. So I'll get it all out. And depending on what the shit storm is typically revolved around, it's, I'll do like typically a forgiveness routine. So first I will let myself feel, what do I need right now? And then I will data dump, look at if there's a chance here to improve, a chance here to learn from. As painful as that can be, it's always a moment for growth. Always, always, always a moment for growth. And then what I will do is if it does revolve around somebody or somebody else, right, in this, in a relationship or whatever it is, um, 
I will do what's called a forgiveness routine. So I will try to see if I can find some empathy or compassion for the person on the receiving end to neutralize the emotion. And then I will forgive that said person if it was a person who like made me mad or like upset me or made me feel disappointed. Can I forgive them? And then once that has settled, again, I'm going at hyperspeed here. I'll go into the, the what if, why not? Can I dream again? Can I tap back into the tickle, the fantasy? Can I tickle the potentiality? Can I play back in the what if, why not? And if I'm like, oh God, but I'm scared, I heal that immediately. Tickle the, what if this is my highest cash month yet? My The human in me is like, but what if you can't hold bigger? What if everyone wants to leave your container now? Imagine you having more people in that. Can you hold that? I heal whatever comes up in real time. I don't let it sit in the body, dwell in the brain, and embed itself in my soul. I clean it out. I clean it out. So even though when things feel like they're falling apart, I find the lesson. I feel the feelings. I give the human what it needs. And I keep moving. The more I go through, the more I grow through. And in turn, the more I glow through. So I want to ask you, if you're going through it right now, are you fearing disappointment so deeply? It's leading you toward even more disappointing events. Again, what we're focusing on, we're creating more of. Are we playing small because we're afraid of what it'll mean if we can't play bigger? If we're afraid of a launch being disappointing again, are we telling ourselves that we're not expecting much before we even go into it? Before we even begin? We're so afraid of disappointment that we'll do whatever it takes to protect ourselves. We don't love as hard. We don't trust as hard. We don't believe as hard. That's not how it's supposed to go down. Leading yourself through this is very, very important. If you love this conversation, if you love the leadership through hard shit, good shit, all the shit, uh, I am hosting a new two-week live program called, I'm actually not going to tell you the name of it. It's a surprise. But it's Human Design and Leadership. We're going through all the all the things. I will put the link to the Instagram post that kind of talks about what we're going to be covering. And if you're interested, just DM me on Instagram and we can talk about what that looks like. But there is pre-pre-sale DM only until actually after this podcast airs. So uh, until today, end of today, if you're interested, send me a DM, but this is where the work is. When we can lead ourselves continuously and consistently through the shit, nothing can stop us. Truly. I love you. You are beautiful. You smell lovely. You're amazing. Keep going. You got this. I got you. We got each other.